When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Everybody wants to know what I would do if I didn't win. I guess we'll never know. So keep your love. I don't get enough of it. Jesus just rose again. Listen to the kids. Welcome to Watching the Throne, a lyrical analysis of Kanye West. My name is Chris Lambert. And my name is Travis Bean. And oh, I'm excited today. Well, usually we have like a, like the, the episode one of any season is like the opening thoughts on the new Kanye album. And this is kind of that, but not that because I guess the album, it hasn't come out yet. So it's not that. <laughs> Yeah, right. We have a CD quality version of essentially the Miami uh, performance of Donda 2, but that's not necessarily the final version of Donda 2, which Miami was 16 tracks uh, out of the 22 that it was supposed to be on the album. So we're missing six tracks. And then even then, the version that we most recently got doesn't have Mr. Miyagi. And instead, yeah. it has a song called Keep It Burning, even though Keep It Burning has since been removed. So, uh, chaos. Chaos, yeah. chaos. Keep It Burning. I never even got to hear it. I mean, what the heck, Kanye? You can't do this to me. Are you Wait, you didn't get to hear it? No. I, I like the whole living, breathing album thing, but uh, not if it means I never get to hear a song. Oh, man. I, uh, I should just play it for you. Just, like, call you <laughs> and then play it over the phone. Yeah, you should just play it uh, live on the air here, and we'll we'll post it on YouTube. We'll not be doing that. <laughs> I've learned oh my man! But I'm excited to talk about this because even if the album isn't done, and maybe not even like really that close to being done, <laughs> there are a lot of really <laughs> cool ideas and sounds going on that give us some insight into what the album's going to be about. Which I, again, I I love what Kanye's doing here. I like this idea of like slowly introducing an album and kind of playing with it and figuring it out and us getting to see into that it's it's cool yeah we've talked a a bit on various youtube videos maybe even on the maybe we didn't um i was gonna say on some of the podcast episodes but the living album philosophy that yay first put forth on the life of pablo was a really cool idea but one of the things that i was always a little bittersweet about was how few changes we actually got, <laughs> which is fine because I love Pablo. It's like a top Kanye album for me. Yeah. But there was still something to the idea of like, oh, this is going to be a living, breathing album. And then it was just like a couple little switches here and there mm-hmm. of like he changed this lyric. They took out like this thing in the production or added this thing that's like very subtle kind Uh of stuff but we did get the wolves revamp which was cool and then of course saint pablo edition was huge Mm -hmm. but then the album just that was it like so it was a couple changes and that was that and it was like okay was it quite the living album concept in full effect and then with donda we kind of saw it a little bit more through the listening parties and then finally getting the album there was one album update then the deluxe version of the album so you had a little bit more of that philosophy brought into the rollout. But now here with Donda 2, we're really getting the full living album experience. And I think that's I think that's <laughs> really cool to see. I mean, it's awesome. You're totally right. Like the way Connie's progressed with this idea to the point where now like we're we're pretty much hearing demos lot (laughs) like demos usually come way after so you can be like oh remember when this song sounded shitty like that's cool to listen to it (laughs) this approach like um and not that any of Kanye's songs sound shitty it's just you know compared to the final product how dare um (laughs) um, i think this approach i mean god i feel like people are gonna roll their eyes and like 
call me a nerd or pretentious or something, but I, I like like high art concepts. I like I like when an artist is pouring themselves much this much into a project, and as a result, it ends up revealing a lot about them. Like the fact that we're experiencing this album in real time and watching it change and take shape, it creates way more insight into Kanye than just hearing the album would. Like it really expands the idea of what an album can be <laughs> and of what a story can be and how it can have different layers and grow and morph. It's it's a very interesting idea. And to watch him actually executing it, like taking the bold kind of step to execute it, knowing everyone will hate you because you're not just giving them a finished album. <laughs> I mean, that's a man dedicated to his art. <laughs> well, I think it's very powerful for artists as well just to see because i remember back in the day when i was in middle school high school and just getting started with writing poetry i used to be completely flummoxed about the skill that i was seeing right you're just mm. you're really just sh seeing like the top tier work that these artists put out mm -hmm. and you're just sitting there being like how do i ever write a poem as good as what like T.S. Eliot wrote, Ezra Pound wrote, uh, Robert Frost wrote, like, how do I get there? But as you get older and you start to read more of these artists and find out more about them, you're like, oh, T.S. Eliot wrote like, some boring and bad poetry. Like, Robert <laughs> Frost wrote some boring and bad poetry. Like, the top works aren't the normal for a lot of these artists. And then as you get, like, even older and more experienced and steeped in the art world, you start to realize that the process is often incredibly messy. Like, mm. it, it always makes me laugh because people talk about how, like, oh, look how Yeezus was rushed. Like, Kanye did even, like, record some of the verses until two hours before he was, like, the album was due and he was taking off. This is the difference between old Kanye on the college yeah. dropout and new Kanye. Or, like, the life of Pablo. People will point to that as seeing, like, oh, see, he just threw it together. There was no thought, no care. But when you go back and hear stories of the college dropout, late registration, graduation, he was doing the same shit. Like, yeah. <laughs> he was having people send verses in the night before the album was due. <laughs> he was still recording things up till the last minute. Like, this isn't new behavior. It's just in the digital age, in the media age we're right. in now, we can see so much more of how things are made and artists are showing more of how things are made that I think that's really helpful for up-and-coming artists just to be like oh the process isn't perfect the process is messy like especially going from where some of the songs were on donda one to donda two to donda three it's like off the grid was it just off the grid like <laughs> yeah right. it was something that kind of got like crafted revamped and you just kind of get to see a little bit behind the scenes which can be messy um, of course there's gonna be people that are like just give me the final product I don't want to hear like half <laughs> created yeah. songs, yada, yada, yada. But I think really there's a lot more payoff for people doing it this way, or at least a lesson for people doing it this way than if you were to just always release things as the final product. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, as you're saying all that, I, I do realize it is pretty inspiring to me. I, I was so caught up in a, a work, work, work mentality for a long time, like, you know, the 40 hour work week. And just like having deadlines as a journalist, like to 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 kind of be on the other side of that, like you and I like kind of are doing our own things now, and I have more time to like think about these songs and, and write about movies. Uh, it, I I guess I'm gonna come to realize that maybe Kanye is inspiring me in that way to not feel so pressured to like spit something out and have it done. You could spend time on what you're working on and take care of it and let it grow and evolve and who who cares what anyone's saying like it's your art like you want it to be perfect so go for it yeah i mean but even within that like you want it to be perfect but we're seeing the imperfect versions yeah. of it which is one of the like inspiring things about it as well like you can take sure. time but you can also like release things that aren't perfect and that's okay as well yeah it, it, because even if they aren't perfect like still emotional <laughs> we still see the ideas and all these songs we're about to talk about like it, it's it's just so unique and different that i don't know even how, why anyone could be mad about it <laughs> <laughs> like we're witnessing history yeah 
I'm thinking of like the equivalent if we were to like record part of a podcast and put it up <laughs> and then like, record the rest of it and add that. Or if we were writing an article, like what if we were writing our next film clauses article and we just kept posting like drafts of the tenant piece. Yeah, so it's right. like, oh, we only have 500 words, but this is the start of it. And like a week later, it's updated with the next like thousand words and then 2000. I don't think that would work as well but maybe let's stop treating it like a hypothetical situation and just do it yeah try it with one of these that'd actually be pretty fun (laughs) you could do it with uh i'm trying to think of a movie that i guess tenet kind of works like you never know what's happening you know or like what's (laughs) what's real what's reality yeah form and function colliding absolutely um but so we have like the other day four songs were posted right in the aftermath of the concert four songs were posted and we were in Miami and we got to go our immediate reactions to the concert, but really we hadn't yeah. heard the album, right? Because yeah. being in the stadium, you don't really hear <laughs> things yeah. the way that you do if you're listening to the stream. So I, I was listening to the stream on the flight back. I think Me I too. got through the album like three or four times. I think three times for me. And then I heard the four, the first four songs that were uploaded to Stem Player I was just blown away by the difference in <laughs> yeah, quality. And now getting all 16 tracks, Miami version, I've gotten through it one and a half times. Um, but you haven't gotten Keep It Burning, which is a shame. No, I know. I did listen to the album. I mean, I kind of was just listening to it throughout the day. So I probably listened to it like three times today. Um, and man, it honestly makes me kind of cringe about the way i was talking about it after the listening party really which i mean it's not fair to like i i did i couldn't hear the album like truly it's not the same like Condi's up there running around <laughs> uh playboy party screaming like it, there's like an element and an energy to it that i was really uh, i think reflecting onto the album itself and and because after the listening party we were talking about how brash and in your face it is Mm -hmm. And it often is at times, like it has that energy for sure. And I remember saying like, oh, I wonder where like the vulnerability is, you know? (laughs) And then kind of coming to it now, like it's sort of nothing but vulnerability. Like it is brash in parts, but that brashness is just like um, disguising emptiness and loss and hopelessness. This album is way heavier than I thought it was. Oh, it's not like brash in the way that Yeezus had a superficial brassness, brashness, yes. right? Like on site is brash, seemingly out of like nothing other than ego. Um, <laughs> same thing with something like I'm in it, I'm a guy. Like the front that the Yeezus character is putting on is very intense and like kind of hard to see through. We're in this. Yeah, a lot of the brashness comes from a place of like, oh, he's hurting. Like, he's frustrated. Mm-hmm. It, like, we talked a lot about how Donda was one of the most grounded Yay albums in terms of like, we always talk how his albums are dramatizations of what he had recently been going through in his life. So there mm-hmm. was a degree of truth and reality to them, but often like rendered cinematically right Mm. like the college dropout has a lot of truth to it but is a cinematic version of the story that you're watching in the genius documentary right or that you're hearing at the end of last call same kind of thing with graduation like graduation is very much about yay's like rise into stardom his relationship with chicago but it's all rendered in this over-the-top kind of way until you get to big brother which pulls the curtain back a little bit um 808s and heartbreak like as personal as that album is it's also very dramatized a lot of the time very cinematic a lot of the time except for something like uh, god sister getting married by the lake or pinocchio story those kind of feel like the moments that the curtain's getting pulled back my beautiful dark twisted fantasy like it's all performance like there's so much performance on the albums but Donda <laughs> really game. felt like, yeah, <laughs> Donda really felt like there was a, there was more Kanye in the album than ever before. And I feel like this is a next 
level mm. of that, at least from initial listening in terms of, as you're saying, that vulnerability, that brashness, the emotion that's just kind of pouring through in a reaction to where he's currently at with everything with Kim. Yeah. You know what? I, uh, God, I'm glad we didn't record this episode earlier and I'm glad we haven't even talked about Donda 2 that much up until now <laughs> because my opinions on it have like really, cause at the listening party, I, I was really into it. Like I liked how in your face it was. Um, and then as I came back to it and I was, I mean, maybe it was mostly because I was listening to the live stream, which doesn't mm -hmm. sound as good. Um, <laughs> I was kind of a little let down by it. Like I had these moments of like, is this going to be the first Kanye album that I'm like, kind of not into because it's so like for as much as Kanye does talk about his life and pulls back the curtain a lot. It's also th that kind of, um, lyricism is always, uh, donned with it, like fantastical elements. Like it's so huge and so, uh, epic and it, it really like defamiliarizes it in this like movie like way a lot of the times in a way that I always, I love about Kanye. I love that it's so extra. And this album is, it's so personal, like it's so specific that I kind of wondered like, is it gonna have that like broader reach that inspires people, you know? Mm -hmm. Like uh, that element where you remove yourself and kind of make a character that people can relate to. Like this isn't that a lot of the times, like he is specifically talking about his children or his, or about the divorce about people in his life that are like standing in his way. Like w maybe because like this part of Connie's life is so in the news that it almost feels like it's too much of a reflection of like what we're experiencing right now. Um, but obviously as I've listened to it more, <laughs> I've kind of started to pick up, like I, I, I'm more okay with that now. I, I do think the album is that way. And, but I just don't think that's a problem for me anymore. I, I think that's such incredible insight, such a, intimate view of his life and psyche that we're getting right now again of somebody who has such an extra personality uh on social media and in the news headlines yet on the other side of that uh, is is this guy <laughs> is what we're yeah. hearing in our headphones right now it's it's so heavy in a way that none of his albums i think have had the chance to be because it, you know it's so personal and that's one of the things i always look forward to with the albums is that we describe them as essentially journals of mm. that period of his life. And as much as Ye puts out into the public space through social media, through interviews, they give his perspective and feelings on things. Like anybody that's been following him over the last couple of months knows exactly kind of how he's feeling mm -hmm. or not like exactly, but they get a general idea of how he's feeling towards Kim, towards Pete, towards everything with his kids. Like, you know, a lot of the major concerns uh, and issues that he has and that where he's kind of at in terms of topics that he's concerned about. Mm. But there's a difference between hearing what an artist is saying, not through their art, and then what an artist says and shows through their art. So it's like, you can go back and watch interviews that Kanye was doing like before and after Yeezus and get an idea of the album. But when you go and listen to Yeezus, there's elements to what he's saying that hit in a completely different way, or there's nuance that he can't express in those interviews or in those moments that mm. only comes through in the art and how he's putting the art together, which always makes the project so extra fascinating mm. to me as this kind of confessional of the things that don't get said in the media that don't get said. So it's like you hear songs like True Love, Broken Road, or even Sci-Fi has been one of the mm. the standout tracks, I think. And you see the emotion of that. And it's like, we see all the kind of aggressive, in quotes, uh, Instagram posts to like Kim, to Skeet, like to the yeah. media, the all caps. But then so many songs on this album aren't aggressive in that way. They're like pain they're longing mm. they're emotional they're like upset where you do get songs like security right <laughs> yeah it's right. have that kind of like posturing to them yeah but i think the dynamic range of the emotions of this really like wins the day and makes it so compelling even as an unfinished album yeah 
totally. Like, again, you see all of the ideas in place. Like, obviously, the execution isn't quite there yet, but this also isn't the official album. <laughs> this uh, is our sneak preview at it. So uh, it, it's really awesome. If anything, it kind of makes the album a little more... Uh, obviously it'll be more powerful when it's finished, but like th there's some element to it that feels more real because like the songs aren't finished. Like it's, 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 it's this deep look in the Kanye as opposed to like a song. Yeah. There, there's that rawness. Yeah. Right. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Well, so anything else before we start giving some thoughts on individual tracks? Yeah, let's go for it. Okay. And of course, we haven't been able to do the kind of like discussion and analysis we usually do. So this is more just first reactions. I haven't even read through the lyrics. So <laughs> yeah. So just keep that in mind that this isn't going to be like the usual watching the throne, like elucidations and deep dives yeah the kind of podcast analysis that like changes your life like it's probably not going to be that right no yeah <laughs> but we will get some cool thoughts um sure. so starting off we have which it's like tripping me up that the genius track list is so different yeah. than the miami track list i don't even know why the genius track is in that order is it like the photo that yay posted is this keeping with the track list mm. in that photo but isn't security the first song on the on the photo uh, or on, on genius on genius yeah on genius it is uh on the it was the first song on the last track list he posted oh really oh okay i see because at the listening party that was not the case mm -mm. it was yeah so okay they're keeping to the track list that he posted it was ah. security lift me up get lost pablo true love yeah wow okay. that's a random order <laughs> so it's it's very it's very different yeah um i'm curious to like i need to make a track listing order that's like that order to see if anything jumps out to me yeah i would have to think about it more i mean true love as an opener it it makes sense right like i i can understand this kind of I guess it does make sense because Kanye is kind of like yearning for the family and imagining this world where like his kids can dig their way to him. You know, it's it's really cool how it plays with the idea of love stories and what they're supposed to be versus like what it actually is. And that's a really great introduction to like what his life is like right now. Yeah, I mean, that's that's what jumped out to me about this is you get like true love thinking this is going to be like oh true love <laughs> and instead it's just true love shouldn't be this complicated uh, really getting at the the crux of the matter and with x saying thought i'd die in your arms mm, uh, just getting at the wow. the divorce and uh, this is one of the most realized songs i think from like yay's verse you don't get any mumbling it's just like a very poignant powerful verse into the chorus um man and having X come through with like as much as divided as opinions are on X as a person and X as an artist, there was something very powerful that he tapped into in terms of the kind of that 808sness of like singing and having that like emotion in the voice. Like his voice carries like multitudes in yeah. how he's performing this chorus and um one of his collaborators um and producer john Cun cunningham had posted to social media that true love wasn't recycled or unused lyrics it was one of the few songs we started in 2018 but never finished hmm. yeah it's uh i feel like i'm getting into i'm I, we already said we weren't going to do the typical analysis but i'm already getting in like uh <laughs> conspiracy mode like pre predicting what connie's trying to do with his own i mean he does use um a lot of artists posthumously like he uses um bars from these people who are no longer here and it, it, it is interesting to think of the song in that light like i thought i'd die in your arms like the, 
wishing you could be with somebody yet you're not there this idea that like you're not physically dead but like you're kind of dead to them um and they talk about virgil a couple of times in the album especially when louis bags like that exact sentiment is expressed i just wonder if that's that tone is like kind of guiding the album and why it's the first song you have him saying like in the chorus um as like X is saying, true love, like should it be this complicated? Yay's coming through. Daddy's not gone. Mm. Daddy's at home. Uh, tell, and I'm not going to say this right because I've never heard the name pronounced and didn't uh. think to look it up. But uh, Gekyume or Gekyume. Oh yeah. Um, which was a just a, a concept that X really liked, but it's also what he named his kid. Which is why Ye's saying like Daddy's not gone. Like mm. tell Gekyum, like like yeah. tell X's kid that Daddy's not gone. Like there's something really sad and powerful and emotional about that, and you can kind of see the dovetailing as you're saying of mm. like the the actual like existential distance that X has and the the distance that Ye is feeling from his kids do the divorce Damn. it's it's really when you start going that deep into it really powerful really sad like really sets a tone as you're saying yeah it, and thinking about the way you're describing it and like the that tone it, it's so perfectly expressed by the very spare production of that song like it's a very somber song and has like uh, a sadness to it like a uh, but at the same time, it's really heavy with those drums. Like it comes in immediately with the drums in a way like Donda didn't necessarily do, you know, it's uh, it creates this brooding space. Uh, I guess that's what it perfectly sets up is all the brooding that's happening. <laughs> Much brooding. <laughs> uh, yeah, but great opener. I've seen yeah. a lot of people talking about how like this is the highlight of the album. This would have been a number one song. This is like an instant classic, like the reactions to this song have been like overwhelmingly positive mm -hmm. which leads to another like song that's just kind of continuing the tone broken road yeah paying um, a toll on a broken road man yeah this is just a haunting like it's stuck in my head all day for the last few days yeah and it's another use of don toliver like with moon mm. where it's just kind of this shorter song that's a minute and a half two minutes repeating kind of a a focused idea like i want to go to the moon like pay the toll on the broken road and tolliver really delivers in this meaningful way uh which the main difference being that we have a verse from yay on this mm -hmm. um, you wonder if it's going to be built out a little bit more and become like have a second verse right have maybe some kind of breakout from don toliver but as is i think especially following true love it's like a very powerful one-two punch yeah and it gives you it gives its character some personality like suddenly um like the first song is a little broader and just like him like reflecting on the situation and then like this looks like a deep pour into the him like that was a me that was Tyler Durden. Like suddenly he's like defending himself and like kind of, I guess that's it. Like defending himself and saying like, the look, like this is why this happened. Like, I just need to be with my family. Like, please don't take them away. Yeah. Love is a perfect love is a version of being a virgin again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but then the Tyler Durden reference got a pop from me. Oh yeah. Just got we're at the stadium as someone whose favorite movie is fight club. It's just exciting whenever Ye makes a Fight Club <laughs> reference, which this is what the second one. Yeah, uh, Bound Two, right? Bound Two, and then this, and we got a Brad Pitt reference on Believe What I Say mm. as well. But Ye shouts out Brad Pitt maybe hey. more than any other like actor. <laughs> I mean, he's probably the biggest actor of our time, right? Absolutely, like one of them. Him and Leo. Yeah. Yeah, I guess you're right. Leo would be top contender too. Mm. Uh, but yeah, I've had uh, I've had Broken Road stuck in my head yeah. a lot. So. Good fit. <clears throat> um, next one. What do we got? Yeah, let's keep it moving, Chris. You're on a time limit. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. I forgot. <laughs> you forgot. <laughs> I have somewhere to be. I have an appointment. Uh, get lost. Okay. Yeah. We have get lost. It, this is one that's kind of been lost in the shuffle for me. Oh, how ironic. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like even looking at the lyrics right now, I'm like, wait, how's this one go again? It, so I. Just, I think that's okay. I, I, it, to me, it's more of a great idea for a song. Like you could see it blowing up and becoming something more epic filled with more like ideas and sounds. But I guess I could also see this, seeing this work as like a standalone interlude, which means it needs to be like mixed within an album a little better, you know, like mm. either way they take it. I, I feel like it, it needs to become something more powerful, but it, it's cool. Like I do like the, the echo and reverberation that's happening. Like his voice it's a cool, I feel like it might be an artistic choice. This is where people can roll their eyes again. Uh, like his <laughs> voice cuts off as he like, I get lost sometime. Like he's, his voice stops quickly, but then the echo continues to bounce around. So it's this really static moment pitted against like massive emptiness. It's it's very heavy. That's that's all I could get when I was hearing that sound. I was like, oof, I feel like I'm, I'm like floating in a black hole, you know, just like, and there's nothing but emptiness around me. <laughs> You singing it sparked my memory, and I'm just oh, like, oh yeah. yeah, I get lost sometimes. Yeah, Remember do I cross your mind? mind? Yeah, this was the song that had me tweet out like during the show, like, is this way more experimental than? Like, is it as as experimental as it seems? Because hearing the production on this, just his delivery of the lines felt very different than anything and some of the responses to that that were coming through granted not immediately afterwards people were seeing it like six songs later five mm. songs later were just like no nah, it sounds like a typical future trap album or it's like a very like if trap is experimental yada yada mm. and going back and listening to the album a couple times I was just like this doesn't sound maybe i need yeah. to i've been listening to the wrong trap albums but the majority of this album still feels very dynamic and experimental to me and not like your standard. Maybe there are a couple songs that you're like, Oh, that's more trap the same way that yeah. city of gods feels more drill um, or just like off the grid <laughs> little brother. But I don't, I'm not thinking of like true love as sounding like a typical trap song or, Right. Keep it burning. You know, Travis, keep it burning. Oh, yeah. It, that sounds nothing like a typical trap song. <laughs> Sci-fi, like, <laughs> all the clapping yeah, and flowers. I, I, I would agree with you. I think it's, I mean, I feel like Kanye's always kind of experimental. Like, I, I put something like Get Lost Up Against Freestyle 4. Like, they both mm. kind of have similar intentions. Like, as a short song, we're like, I don't know, but they have completely different energies and they're more of album tracks and they assist in telling the story. So I, you could think of it ex as experimental in that way. Cause that's, that's not super typical, um, especially for a song like this to have like really no music or anything. Like it's just, it's just echo, 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 you know, it's kind of the never abandon your family of Donda two. Yeah. Ooh. Oh, Chris, don't say that <laughs> too heavy. Too heavy, too easy. The next song. <laughs> oh, okay. This might be my favorite. Two words. Um, sorry, I have genius on the mind. So, <laughs> too easy. Too easy is your favorite. Ah, uh, it could be. It's the song that, at least musically, production-wise, like I find the most interesting. Uh, I don't know. Well, lyrically, I do too. Because I was thinking about it. Like it has a very heavy bass that's mixed with this like very sorrow full and lawning tone from Kanye. Um, and then the music has the same contrast. So you have these like light angelic sounds mixed with like sirens and bass, you know? Mm. Um, and then the lyrics themselves have these contrasts. Like remember at the dawn waiting for my whole life. So like just a single day in the rise of a new day to like thinking about your mm. whole life, living in utter bliss, but have no mind. Uh, turn around to leave nothing, turn around to leave nothing but new light like nothing and new uh like bliss but like you don't have any like people think you're out of your mind like it's playing with a lot of ideas and there's so much contrast going on that the song becomes this giant <laughs> like uh it, like that's what's going on in, in Kanye's mind like what people see and who he actually is you know yeah oh man <laughs> <laughs> I like all of that and yeah the production on this is really cool especially yeah. in like 
contrast to the songs that we had just previously gotten. Mm. Um, it's like a different kind of lightness that, I mean, it's an easy comparison to talk about the lightness on Believe What I Say. And I don't think this is similar to Believe What I Say in terms of production, but just in terms of having a little bit of brighter elements in the production in the midst of so much like heaviness that had just been going on. Or yeah. in the case of the previous track, um, not having any production going on. Yeah. Maybe, maybe that's why I like it so much. Like it's such a reprieve from the first three songs, which aren't exactly like full songs yet, you know, like maybe there's going to be more added to them, but they seem more introductory in a way where this song feels like a full bodied song with like verse, chorus, verse, you know, like it, it opens up. And because of that, it has so much, like there's so many ideas being expressed. Yeah. This is, this is one that is like very strange to me, but it's grown on me. Like I could see people dismissing it or not liking it at first, but I think it's going to be one that people just kind of like has a cult following. Ooh, I'll be the head of that cult. Yeah. It's the hell of the life of the album. <laughs> hell of the life. Hell of a life. Hell of the life. We should, hell. we should get Connie to rename that song. Yeah. Yay. I know you agreed to do an interview. But how about instead of doing the interview, you just rename well, Hell of a Life to Hell of the Life. We'll, we'll just make it our first question. Like, Connie, will you do this for us? <laughs> please. <laughs> I said please, and you said no. <laughs> this interview is over. That's not Christ-like. <laughs> uh, flowers. Flowers is the next bop oh, yeah. on this Love album. Flowers. And I wasn't sure how I was going to feel about Flowers. Just the, the snippet that we heard, I was like, okay, I could see me either getting really into this or this being some of the production that I'm not quite as into. But Flowers has uh, been one of my favorites, especially wow. just, I mean, I guess it's one of the like the biggest songs. It is two shorter verses, but it still has like three verses. Mm. Um over the course of the song and then that outro like with the clapping is yeah. just so cool to me it was cool in the stadium like everybody started clapping it sounded great yeah i god I, I i love the sound of it and i like what it's doing i, I wish i could when we dig into the lyrics obviously we'll, we'll learn more but i feel like the sense i get from the song is kanye's reflecting on like what he brought to kim's life and then what it's like for her now it's weird to think of somebody that way like you were such an important part of their life at one point but now like you're kind of not and they're going a different direction and it, it's like him so much of the album and from donda to donda to like has been reflecting on himself and where he's at and where he'll go it's interesting to think of him thinking about kim and like kind of being worried about her and worried what's got to happen to other people because of you know everything that happened to him i wasn't sure if it was about Kim. Yeah. I, I wondered that too. If it was, uh, like I said, I'm just kind of like throwing out ideas, but yeah. Um, I did wonder if it was like your typical, like replacement figure, you know, <laughs> like she represents something. Yeah. Cause it's like, why are you so scared that somebody find out I'm a flex? Imagine your ex face when you find out. Like it struck me as like meeting someone new. Yeah. It's like scared to, say that they're in some kind of relationship with yay mm -hmm. um i thought about that as well so yeah that i mean that too also presents a lot of like cool and interesting ideas yeah especially in contrast with how so much of the album is focused on the divorce so seeing kind of like a single yay <laughs> yeah single yay song as he's dating but then it's like took you out that metro housing drop your name on my new album is uh interesting too mm, yeah but that love the sound of that sound it's like again light sounds mixed with heavy bass as a constant on this album mm. uh security comes up next and security love ooh, love that got one of the biggest pops i think at the stadium oh god i i've been saying it i've been saying all the lines over and over like i had <laughs> to play the song for lauren so she would know why i keep doing it because <laughs> um, I can't what just look at her and go, I'm going to need security for this. 
Um, you weren't looking at her and saying, I put your security at risk. I did. At first I was. And just like, I think she was just kind of ignoring me because she's used to it. But then I was like, <laughs> I have to play this for you. And now she started doing it. Like it's, it's infectious. Amazing. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. It does have a little bit of that. Like, I don't want to say like meme quality. Cause it's such a, like, it's serious. Right. Right. But it's not serious. Like, you can kind of feel like yay's performance yeah performing kind of like hyperbolizing it like oh i put your security at risk okay <laughs> security is gonna need security for this yeah it's the i love kanye of the album <laughs> i don't know i think it fucking works though I, I feel like this is probably an element marilyn manson brought to the album like there is this kind of irreverent rock element um like marilyn manson and playbar cardi could have brought this like you know as you say mean sight out of kanye i have not thought about marilyn manson's contributions to this album at all <laughs> uh yeah there's like just some heavy guitar or like just really heavy bass in a way that i think is could have been what he brought but again i i have no idea it kind of like in the vein of his mm -hmm. like sound or production yeah mm. uh i just really like the line <laughs> butt naked in the kitchen cooking grits tell your mama come give me a kiss <laughs> that's right <laughs> wow that is a bold line yeah yeah that's awesome um that's funny uh somebody's in the comments was like pro uh, production reminds uh reminds me a lot of good i'm probably just blasted off this copium but considering the pick of him and lean with yay you never know and somebody has good written like in the written by is it good i don't know who this person is <laughs> i don't know either <laughs> hmm. i feel like i'm getting such insight into them though i know every time yay comes out with a new album i learn about artists that i probably should have already known about <laughs> another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where bank of america can help for your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Okay. Who else? What else do we got? It goes from we did it that kid. to we did it kid. The anthem. Which, um... How do you feel about We Did a Kid? I, this, this is the kind of song, uh, and, and just in terms of the way it sounds, isn't it always my favorite? Like, I tend to not like anthemic songs that much. <laughs> I don't know. They all kind of like sound the same to me. We're like, you know, a brass and a massive buildup throughout the entire song. And it's, and it's great. Like, look at us go. Like that vibe. Like, is it always my favorite? Um, But I think the song in a, just in terms of what it's doing is kind of beautiful like it's in an album where Kanye's lost his feels like he's losing his family he's got his crew around and these guys who build him up and like Quavo did I do it again is it Quavo Quavo yeah <laughs> I, have, I don't know why my instinct is to say Quavo um Quavo and Offset like they're trading bars and they have such energy and they I don't know it to me again it's like very infectious and uplifting in a way that I really like so that's what I think. <laughs> That's good. I uh, I think for me, it's always like how much Kanye on a song is usually mm, directly little. related to how much I like a song. <laughs> so it's like usually the songs that have the least amount of yay are my least favorites on the albums. Mm. And this one kind of like goes into that. Like, I think everybody did a good job. It's just there's not anything that like really jumps out to me in the song that I'm like, oh, yeah, let's go. This song is not finished. There's definitely going to be a verse from Kanye. Hopefully. Hopefully. Yeah. But like just thinking about uh, Praise God doesn't have a lot of yay, but yeah. Praise God is just such a cool fucking song to me. Baby Keem killed it so bad that Kanye was like, I can't. I oh, can't follow yeah. this. I tap out. <laughs> I can go toe to toe. I can go with Fivio. Yeah, Fivio, but I can't. Like, Keem has just got to bow out. <laughs> he did it out of respect to Kendrick Lamar. <laughs> uh, Pablo. We got Pablo now, oh, which um, I was shocked when I saw the Pablo name because, like, ever since the life of Pablo dropped, we haven't 
heard yay really you're right like refer to pablo and so having a song that's called like pablo like i'm actually really curious to dig into the lyrics of this at some point because you know i've listened to it i like the the flow of it the rhythm of it everybody's performance it's just i haven't paid a single iota of attention to what's being said so yeah. it'll be interesting to kind of see like what connection we make to pablo or don't make to pablo mm. sonically though it's really awesome like it's the perfect song for travis scott it's yeah. intimidating and irreverent but also like brooding <laughs> it's like so self-aware in its execution like it presents this lively atmosphere but it's also like but it has a forlorn tone the whole time and like the bass is what really does that like it's so it goes so hard yet it has a melody and like all these like little touches and fluctuations it's it's really amazing like it, it, i guess it's that mike dean touch like he just the way all of that is is carrying the song is it carries the song in a very unsettling way which is cool it has some of that like yeezus like energy to it or mm. i mean even some like <laughs> pablo energy right like feedback Yes, freestyle that. for i can't get over like pick me up before i drown uh, oh man yeah this is a cool song i think i'd rather just listen to you seen it though <laughs> you know many many feel that way <laughs> clip that out in the youtube the youtube video and, and make it a meme <laughs> oh now we get to my least favorite one. Oh yeah which I, is a sh <laughs> is <laughs> go ahead I feel bad because it's like it's an emotional Virgil. one. Yeah, with Virgil, like I stopped buying Louis bags after Vir after Virgil passed. Like, there's actually I stopped buying Louis bags after Virgil passed. I stopped buying Louis bags after Virgil passed. I stopped buying Louis bags after Virgil passed. <laughs> yes. Why do you not like yes. it, Chris? <laughs> That's great. I like that part. It's oh, okay. just the rest of the. It's just like the production of the song. Is it quite like my? Hmm. vibe and just the momentum of it i'm kind of like okay okay i wanted to do a little bit more hmm. i still know how i feel about jack harlow's verse Ooh. um like first time i went back and listened to it i was like eh, it's not really jumping out to me the second time i was a bit more like into it and feeling it especially the changes and kind of like flow that he has at a couple points it yeah. feels like it shifts a little bit and is starting to like have another gear not in the same way that baby keem's verse did and praise god but that was the thing that i really liked about keem's verse and praise god is that he kept changing gears mm -hmm. throughout the verse and kind of elevating it and harlow does that a little bit here so i think i'll come around to it it's just it's one of those songs where I wish it was doing just like a couple more things and I'd be good with it. Yeah. But right now it leaves me wanting a little bit more. I get that. Like you're just not into the style, not so much like the lyrics, which I think this is more of Jack Harlow style from what I've heard of him. Like he does just like change it up and have like these subtle shifts. Uh, so I'm not sure how much th this seems in line from usually what I've heard from him anyway, but I, I do like what he's talking about. I think the whole song is really interesting. Um, and I agree with you that like it's a lot of ideas there, but it could become something better. Like they could probably do more with it. But in just the the basicness, the basic concept of the song, I like. Like he's making Connie's making it clear that Virgil is what made Louis Vuitton cool. Like that's what we invest in. We invest in these people with ideas that run the company and not just the brand. Uh, we ain't doing business. There won't be no business, you know, like the Connie's in reflecting that back on himself. And then you have Jack Harlow, who has this newfound fame and is experiencing like what it's like to be inspiring to people in real time. So it plays with this idea of like legacy and impact, like Virgil's impact post death and then somebody's impact who's on the come up uh, in the presence of Kanye West, who has a huge impact. <laughs> it's really cool. All these different layers it has. I do like that. That yeah. is that's uh an element i hadn't really thought about which is cool i feel like when we do the lyrical analysis yeah i'm gonna talk myself into liking especially if there's are anything is anything else that's maybe like added or not but even if it's the final version there's just like 
everything with the Virgil stuff is just so emotional. Mm. And then if we ain't doing business, there won't be no business is a great line with everything he has kind of been talking about and getting into this idea of like empowerments and especially empowerment of like black designers, black voices. It makes me think a lot of his black future month speech. Right. So there's a lot that I'm into. It's just the yeah production aspects. And I don't like I the modulation they did with the Kamala Harris. Like it kind of creeps me out how, how they have it. Like we did it. Joe. Oh, I forgot about that. I was like, what are you talking about? It's haunting to me. <laughs> like I, I don't like hearing it. I didn't realize that was Kamala Harris. Yeah. Um, so you don't mind the repetition on the song? No, the repetition is the other thing that oh, okay. gets to me. I assume that would be the thing you didn't like. <laughs> yeah. It's just hard to like complain about the repetition of something that's as emotional as like I stopped buying Louis bags after Virgil passed. It's like right. it's a very important line. And me being like, I don't like the repetition, just <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I'm glad to hear so, that. I don't want to feel the way that I feel, but it's how I feel. <laughs> Good. I want you to feel that. <laughs> that yeah. shame. Yeah. Um, and then Happy, uh, which is uh, renamed. Great. That was initially what? Um, oh, yeah. What was it? I'm trying to find it on the, <laughs> the genius list. Okay. They just have it as Happy on there now. Um, it was something like a fuller phrase let me look at my uh i have the original track oh do i look happy oh okay yeah which i love the the concept of it being called like do i look happy because Ye has so many photos of Mm. him not smiling and not looking happy (laughs) so the song being called do i look happy was really kind of meta and self-aware to me in a way that i really liked having it called happy i'm not as big of a fan of yeah right yeah i guess i mean it's trying to be an ironic title yeah i just i tend to like titles i don't like one word titles that much when the word's like so basic as <laughs> what a like, specific complaint what about uh, wolves wolves has a little bit more uh energy to it i think than yeah, happy right. like yeah. happy's just so <laughs> generic but maybe that's the point i guess so I guess so. I just, I just like, love do I look happy advocate. more? <laughs> yeah, you pot stir. <laughs> just challenge everything you say. <laughs> uh, happy, this is another one that I haven't quite, like, connected with. Mm-hmm. I, I, you're not a huge Future fan, right? I've, n- I've never really listened to oh, Future. Okay. And, like, the not, the not connecting with is more so that in my listens through the album, this one hasn't jumped out to me more so than I'm not like liking it. Mm. So it's one of those things where it's just for some reason I haven't been like, Oh, happy this song, this line. It's kind of flown under the radar so far. Yeah. It's, I like it. I, again, I like it a lot conceptually. I, I definitely like futures verse. I think he goes hard. It's awesome. Like he paints such incredible imagery and he describes himself and his life and his ego. So perfectly in a in a way i can like picture him um and then that's that's pit against kanye who's kind of talking about like his possessions a lot like future seems it really seems at peace with his image and his possessions while kanye is starting to realize like the emptiness of it especially when like you don't have a family anymore and like what good is all this stuff like in your life and the way you're presenting yourself if like you don't have anybody to share it with and it gets at the idea of money can't buy happiness like that's why the song is named what it is so i again i like it conceptually and i'd it'd be cool to see it become something you know fuller is there this does seem like one of the the longer ones of like four minute 46 second Mm -hmm. runtime like in terms of like become fuller do you mean in terms of production or yes. okay it, i i god I, I mean i hate to like wh- who am i i'm just a podcast host like <laughs> the t- like telling people like what they should be doing of songs they, they probably are doing that kind of stuff but i it just feels like there could be something about it that makes it uh, just a little more heavy and intense you know i don't know like one production element that's kind of missing or like one 
one sound that you wish that it was doing. Yeah, or maybe it could just be shorter, you know? Like, it, <laughs> it keeps going and I, <laughs> something like that. Like, it, it just... I like it, but I, I I wish it hit more than it did. That's the opposite of building out. <laughs> well, I don't think so. I disagree with that. I, what? I think how's making well, it shorter because, building it out. Well, I don't think the idea that like adding to it and adding more bar like that doesn't necessarily give a song more idea. Like you can you can give it more power and more emotion if you like if you had this really intense element of it and it was just like there for the time it's there. Like, I don't think listening to something heavy for eight minutes that makes it more intense than something that could be heavy for like two and a half minutes. Like if you do it really well in those two and a half minutes, like it can have more of an impact. You, you're, you're bringing your own <laughs> uh, ideas into this and like what you like, cause you, you like songs that like do more. Like, I don't necessarily think that's always necessary for a song to have more of an impact. I'm just being pedantic about the idea of like building out versus like when you said build it out, I was like, Oh, he wants to like add. Well, things. I don't mean longer. Yeah. That's what I, that's what I thought was by build yeah. out. Right. No, just like okay. fuller. Okay. Um, what more do we have? Oh god, we have to go on like a, a medley at this point. All right, let's go. We can do it. Sci-fi, it's great. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but sci-fi is like one of the best. Sci-fi is one of the best ones. All right, oh, no. it's cool. I knew that the opening of that song, the music. It's like the opening scene of like a super tragic epic movie. It's it's it gives the move the song this like gargantuan feel, you know? Yeah, just Kim doing the her. This was her intro at SNL, right. and it was to set up a joke of "I married the best rapper of all time," like richest black man in America, talent, uh, talented, legit genius. And she's like, "So when I divorce him, you know it's because of his personality," which is such mm. like a cruel thing to say. Right. And you'll have people being like, "Oh, it's a joke. It's like it was on <laughs> SNL." Blah blah blah. Kanye agreed to it. Eh. Like, I don't think right. that makes it okay. It's one of those things, like, he might have agreed with it because he didn't realize Kim was dating Pete already and then realizes, like, oh, she's, like, saying this stuff while she's already, like, moving on and dating this guy that she's kissing in front of me. Uh, it's In the aftermath of this, I get why he could feel a certain way about it. Mm -hmm. So having, like, the first part but leaving the second part unsaid is something I really like. I didn't realize it was Sean Leone um oh yeah in the first verse and he tweeted out earlier today about like how much of an honor it was and uh he's excited to tell the story of how this came about maybe uh maybe we'll get that story you know yeah man that line though like make a choice oxygen or wi-fi like that's some heavy stuff yeah like yeah this idea that like technology can disconnect you and like you're only seeing your family over wi-fi <laughs> But as pit against like this idea of like being with them in the flesh, like oxygen, like, and then, but on top of that, just like realizing that's the case, you know, like realizing like this is your life now and that you can't just have them close whenever you want. And feels like it's also getting at bigger things too of like, you know, do you want real life or do you want like Wi-Fi, something that's like digital and yes. superficial, like challenging people in that way, like matrix style, like, do you want the red pill or the blue pill? Which one are you taking? Are you taking right. the real or are you taking the fake? Mm -hmm. Yeah, man, that's great. Uh, then we get selfish, which like selfish is also very cool to me. Yeah. Um, oh, that was the song I was trying to think of after the listening party where Kanye had like the awesome flow, you know? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I love it. I love it. I put me first, Lucian. So that's him talking to Lucian Grange. Yeah. The, yeah. The Universal Music Group CEO, man. Yeah. <laughs> it's a cool song. And you get X coming in with another chorus, which sounds great. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a that's another kind of haunting song. Yeah, good stuff. Which, wasn't that supposed to be... Oh, no. Okay, it was near the end in the track list he posted. Mm -hmm. All right. Um, and then Lord Lift Me Up, which I saw somebody post on Twitter. They're like, this is the worst, like, Kanye song of all time. Wow. It's great. Yeah, it has no Kanye in it. It's just like a Vori <laughs> song at this point. Great. But, like, <laughs> Vori's doing 
good good work it's pretty like i'm excited to see i'm excited for it to be built out no child left behind part two baby oh yeah that kind of is like it's a more like (laughs) dynamic no child left behind hey but you might be right (laughs) uh and then keep it burning is the one that you haven't heard which i'll just shut up for the next two minutes yeah go listen to as soon as this (laughs) ends um, I, I mean, I was going to listen to. It. I kind, of, I felt kind of bad listening to a SoundCloud version. I was like, I'll just wait for like when Kanye re-uploads it. Nah, you can go and listen to it. You don't have to. You don't have to refrain from listening to it. I'll feel guilty. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> just listening to it once is it gonna? Is it gonna? It always starts with one, one cigarette. <laughs> it's just one cigarette, man. And then you're addicted. <laughs> it's true. That's what Dare taught me. Dare taught me that if you had a single, like, a single puff of weed, yeah, then you were going to get hooked to PCP and jump and naked under the hood of a police car. <laughs> Such incredible imagery. I love it. Yeah. They were really, Dare was a trip, man. Yeah. Talk about, Officer like. Officer Williams, man. <laughs> um, but keep it burning you know, I was listening when I first heard it. I heard like the first verse, and I was like, uh, "Like this is okay." And then like, I don't know how like into this I'm gonna be. And then when the sample came in of just like Ooh. burning down the house, I was just sold. Like immediately, just uh, like catchy, awesome. All right, it's, I'll also uh, do it on SoundCloud. Yeah, it's really, <laughs> it's really cool. It samples, I guess, the Talking Heads. Oh yeah, burning down the house, of course. Yeah, I had no idea. I've never listened to the Talking Heads. Down the house. You never heard that song? No. I've heard uh, what's what's the song like? Dun dun dun. dun Nineteen forty-five and duh, 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 duh. Um, the world's been the oh, oh the REM song. Is that what it is? No, the um. Oh my God! It's like the fifty 50- end of the world as we know it. Oh okay. No, it's like all these decades with the. We did start the fire. That's it. Oh, we didn't start the fire. Yeah, I. We I, didn't start the fire. I mean, we don't have time to talk about this, so maybe we can save it for next episode. <laughs> but I'm sort of just like my face right now. Like you've never heard "Burning Down." Like to me, that is one of the most like <laughs> ever present songs that's ever been made. Like it's been used in pop culture so much. Like to not be able to hear that song, like you, that's impressive that you've never heard that song never heard the song but that's like you never hearing chop suey by system of a down <laughs> it's exactly like that <laughs> exactly like that um and then we have city of gods Love which it. i still don't know if it's gonna be on i mean i guess it is going to be on the album since it got uploaded to the stem player but i guess this might be a, a dual album track favio and yeah yeah I, I mean kanye says on it like this is the feature of the year he has a feature on his own album <laughs> 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 that's the most kanye thing ever uh i didn't even think uh, about that. that then then the discussion of like what was the best feature in a kanye album like kanye's automatically <laughs> number one that's why he did it kanye had the best feature on a kanye album uh just 2022 <laughs> things and then uh first time in a long time i i like this i think soldier boy is really good on it uh yeah that which like everybody was kind of just like what like soldier boy like draco came through <laughs> i mean kanye loves him he said that soldier boy was like the most rel or the most influential artist of the last five years or like top five artists or something like that during the uh drink champs interview yeah pretty so wild is. yeah but yeah it's a it's a good one and yeah what soldier boy ends the album which is kind of yeah. wild at least this version of the album the last verse is soldier boy which i don't think that's how the actual album will end but I, it'll probably end with things change don't you think i better <laughs> some somebody's like they almost got through the whole episode <laughs> I, without, I had to bring it up yeah i'm just gonna open one of our youtube videos with like <laughs> hey everyone my name is chris lambert on this channel we talk things change <laughs> just see what the reaction is and in this channel we can't talk about Thane's change because Kanye ripped it away from me <laughs> <laughs> alright well anything else uh, no we need to end it Chris has got to go right. yep. until next time everyone stay wavy keep it loopy and I am and they ask me they ask me they ask
I tell them. Raise your glasses, your glasses, your glasses to the sky. This is the last call for alcohol. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.